Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, if you brought your Bible, lift it up tonight. Say it out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can be what it says I can be. Tonight I will be taught the Word of God. I will apply it to my life. And it will change my life. And I will never, 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 never be the same in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go to James chapter 1 tonight. James chapter 1. And I want to continue with this that we've been looking at, uh, uh, began Sunday on the power in the Word. The power in the Word. And uh, just by way of introduction, of course, there are many things that believers, uh, you'll hear believers state, and you'll hear people state that are the most important thing to a believer. And uh, there's many different that are, are mentioned, prayer, uh, worship, fasting, uh, having hands laid on them, uh, whatever the case may be. But the single most important thing in the life of a believer is simply the Word of God, the Word of God. The power of the Word of God is what can produce effective change in any area of the believer's life, any area of any person's life that will apply the Word of God. This is important because you can't renew your mind through prayer. You can't renew your mind through worship. You can't renew your mind through fasting. You, you, you can't renew the mind through the laying on of hands. It requires the Word to renew your mind. All right? I, I told the story Sunday. I'll retell it. Brother Hagan uh, talked about in one of the churches that he passed, pastored early on, him and Miss Aretha had not been married very long. And he said they started having, on Friday night, they started having deliverance meetings. And people would come, and, and they'd lay hands on him. And he said, my Lord, we had all kind of manifestations you'd ever want to see and some you never wanted to see. And he said, uh, then, you know, that kind of started tailing off. And he said, so, uh, uh, you know, we, we started having getting free meetings on Friday. Changed it from deliverance meetings to getting free meetings. And he said, it was the same thing, all kind of manifestations. And he said, that started tailing off. And he said, so we started having loosening meetings. Amen. And he said, you know, I, he said, and, and, and all the people that had come and got delivered come to get free. And then all the people that had been delivered and got free came to be loosed. And, and he said, and I would go out and talk to my people. And he said, I'd walk with them, walk with the farmers in the corn rows and, and pitch some corn, you know, in, in the trailer and, and talk to them. And he said, and I came to a conclusion. If they had changed any at all, I couldn't tell it. If they were any better off than they were when they came to get delivered and loosed and freed, I couldn't tell it. And he said, so I went to the Lord about it. And I said, Lord, what about this? And the Lord said, 
Here's why you don't see any change. You're trying to do through the laying on of hands what only the Word can do. Amen. You're, you're, you're trying to do through the laying on of hands what only the Word can do. Now, we're not against laying on of hands. It's one of the six fundamental doctrines of the church. All right? We, we, we lay hands on people. But here's what I want you to understand. If you get a certain amount of help through the laying on of hands, you're still going to have to get solid on the Word of God, or you'll end up right back where you were. Amen. Amen. And, and, I, and I've said that before. You can come to church. There's an anointing on a pastor to help people, to help people, help people find freedom by anointing them and laying hands on them. But then he's got to get them or she's got to get them on the Word of God to maintain that freedom. Jesus didn't say, you shall have hands laid on you and you shall be made free. He said, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Does that make sense? Yes, and, and so we do lay hands and we, we do help people out and people get delivered. But even when a person gets delivered, I, I would be remiss to say if you, don't get, if you get delivered and you don't get on the word and fill yourself up with the word, Jesus said you're, the house is clean and swept and that the enemy's coming back with worse than it was before. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. So you can't do through the laying on of hands what it requires the word to do. Hallelujah. James 1 and verse 21. Notice this. He says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, abundance of naughtiness. Now it sounds kind of funny right there to me, first of all, that you got to tell Christians to lay apart all filthiness. But evidently, James, the half-brother of Jesus, knew you had to. Not y'all, but them, these believers. And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Which is able to save your souls. Now we know the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions of man. Pastor Michelle calls it your thinker, your feeler, and your chooser. Is that right? And he said, notice that the engrafted word, the implanted word, I think it's Moffat that says the implanted word that you allow to take root has the ability to save your soul. Oh, hallelujah. And the word able there means to be capable, to be strong and powerful, or to be of power. So the word is strong and capable enough and is of the power to save our souls. Amen. Save meaning to save a suffering one from perishing. That's what the word save means there. It's, 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 it's a derivative of soteria or sozo. All right, but it, but it has that subtle nuance shift in the Greek language that means it's, it's the kind of save that you save somebody from perishing. Amen. Amen. And notice he said it's the engrafted word that's able to do that. The engrafted word that can do that. See, there are things we have to lay aside, but then we got to receive the word. You can lay it aside, but then you got to get full of the word. 
Amen. God can do a I've taught this for years in healing school, for over 20 years in healing school, that here, here, here's, here's the thing. If you get hands laid on you and you get healed by the laying on of hands, then you got to get in the Word and keep your healing. Amen. Because the word can heal you and keep you healed. Is that right? In, 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 a, in a lot of circles, the focus is on laying aside the flesh, dying to the flesh. You got to die to the flesh. Oh, you got to die. Here's the problem with that. You can't lay aside the flesh or die to the flesh if you don't receive the word. You, you have no ability to deny the flesh without the Word. I'll just live after the Spirit. Can't live after the Spirit without the Word. The Word is the Spirit's food. To the, to the level of Word that you possess is the strength of the Spirit that you possess. If, if I have a low Word level, I'm going to have a low Spirit level. Because the Word is the food of the Spirit. Amen. That, that's why, remember, when, when Jesus was being tempted by the devil, and the devil said, if you're the Son of God, make these stones bread, command that these stones be made bread. And what did Jesus say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What's Jesus saying? There are more important things than just natural fleshly things. It's the Word of God. Yeah. And, and when you're always focusing people on their flesh and how strong the flesh is and how powerful the flesh is and the flesh is going to do this and the flesh is going to do that, you're going to have a bunch of fleshly carnal Christians. You've got to get them focused on this is what the Word of God says. This is the power in the Word. You ingest the Word. You eat the Word. You speak the Word. This is what the Word will do. The Word will renew your mind. The Word will heal your body. The Word will change your circumstance don't 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 worry about defeating the flesh just get in the word and you defeat the flesh by default glory to god amen do, do you see that well i just feel like my flesh is out of control you gotta you gotta put the word on it you gotta put the word on it well, I'll just flash, fast my flesh into submission. Well, your flesh will shut up because it'll get weak. But you can't fast forever. And I, listen, I'm a proponent of fasting. You ask my wife. I'm, I believe tremendously in the power of fasting and prayer. But here's what I want you to understand. Y your flesh will shut up for a while when it realizes it's not getting its way. But when you start giving it pie and cake again, the flesh, the flesh is going to... You, you got to have an answer for the flesh. You got to have an answer for the flesh, which is the word. Amen. The word is the deterrent to your flesh. Oh, hallelujah. Because I hear people say things like that. Well, you know, they just need to walk in love. If they're, if they're not on a steady diet of the word, you can't walk in love. Because, because the word is, the word is how, the word the Bible says, remember in the book of Romans, it says the gospel, which is what? The word, is the power of God unto salvation. It doesn't say it contains it. It says it is the power. So what is the power of God unto salvation? The word. 
What does salvation entail? Every part of your life. So if you, if you want to save your soul, what do you have to do? Get the word. Why? Because in the word is the power to save your soul. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Do you, do you see that? And that's why you confess, believed in your heart. What did you believe in your heart? The word. And confessed with your mouth. What? The word. That Jesus was Lord. And what happened? The word replicated itself in your life. And Jesus became your Lord. And you became saved. Anytime you get in the word, the word starts reproducing itself in your life. Because it's supernatural. It, it, it contains the life and the nature of God. And every time you start getting in the Word, the Word starts reproducing the image of God in your life. And you become more like God, more like Christ, just because you're in the Word. Oh, hallelujah. And so that's why the Bible says that you and I can frame our world by the Word of God. You, you understand? How? By the Word. So if you see something that needs to be shored up, you don't pray it, you don't get hands laid on you, you get in the Word and you frame your world by the Word of God. This is how my world's going to be. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do you see that? If you don't receive the Word... The Word is what has the power to give you victory over the flesh. They're, they're, and and, and I, I'm getting ahead of myself. But the New Testament calls the Word the sword. And it says it's the Word that divides asunder between soul and spirit. So it's the Word that separates the two. The flesh cannot override the spirit because the word's constantly separating it. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Do you see that? Look at look at First Thessalonians chapter two and verse thirteen. Glory to God. I hope you brought your stretchy pants tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because I think we got a lot to say. I'm, I've been telling the Lord, we don't, as a church, as a fellowship, we want nothing left on the table that belongs to us. Lord, we want to walk in every bit of victory that you have for us. We want to have everything that you have for us. Because in, in, a, in a season where, where the world doesn't know what to do, in a season where you wonder if anybody knows what to do, that the Word is working, and it's working mightily in the people that will just take it as what it is, the power of God. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, the Amplified Bible, for the sake of time, I'll read it to you from the Amplified Bible, talking about the Word of God that you believed. It says, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to and trust in and rely on it. Now notice that. So the word is exercising its superhuman power in the people that, number one, adhere to it. Well, you know, adhere 
comes from the word adhesive. What does an adhesive do? It causes something to stick together or to stick to something. So when you adhere to the word, you're sticking to it. You're stuck to the word and the word stuck to you. And what happens as you adhere to the word? The superhuman power of the word begins to be exercised in you. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory. And then you got to trust in it. You got to trust in it. And then you got to rely on it. Amen. Glory to what's Prophet Ford say all the time. Therefore, when I have God, the word on my situation, I have God on my situation. Is that, is that right? So my situation must change. Why? Because the word's on it. The word's on it. If people realize the power of the word, you would not hear people say things like this. Well, I've been working the word, but mm, no, mm, no. Somebody that adheres to, trusts in, and relies on the word will never say that. Even if they feel something in their body, or they don't see things that haven't changed, they see things that haven't changed yet, they know the word's on it. The word's on it. When you speak the word, the power and the nature of God begin to work on that circumstance. To, to bring it into alignment. God's desire is that we declare the word to bring our lives into alignment with the word. Does that make sense? I want my life in alignment with the Word of God. The Word is the instrument that God will use to get His work done in the life of a believer. Look, look at Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. We told you that the New Testament says it's the sword. Jeremiah 23 and 29. Notice, is not my word like a fire? saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. The Amplified Bible says, a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. Glory. What does that? The Word. The Word. So the Word is the instrument that will break things in the life of the believer. That's what changes things. Amen. You know, some people may get delivered by the laying on of hands, but then they got to get in the Word to stay free. And, and, and I've seen this over the years. I've, I've seen this over and over again over the years. I'm thinking of one young man that came to a meeting that we were having. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, my, my, my dad was there. My dad was ministering the Word that night in our church. And uh, 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 this young man came up, and he was uh, addicted to... to all, all types of substance, uh, and, and just had no, he, we'd even brought him in our house and tried to help him get free and, and, and worked with him. And he just, you know, there, there didn't seem to be any hope for him. And he came up in the line, in the prayer line, and had hands laid on him. Now, my father's the same man that laid hands on my wife. And you asked my wife if, when he laid hands on her, if she was not instantly delivered instantly delivered my dad had an anointing to lay hands on people that were bound and they would get instantly free one, one time he was uh we lived in Dalhart, texas and a man told my nephew this story 
uh, this, this man pastors a church today, and my nephew plays drums for the church that he attends, and he told my nephew one time, he said, I don't think you understand what the Steele family has done for my life. And he, and he said, he said, uh, he said uh, I was years ago, he talked, I, it, was, it was a number of years ago when we lived in Dalhart, Texas, so I would have been 18 or 19 years of age, so, well, 17, 16, that's how long ago that was. And he said, I was a hopeless alcoholic, and he said, I went down to the liquor store and, was, and had bought me a bunch of booze. And he said, I was walking out. And he said, there was a man standing out in the parking lot. And he called my name. And he said, yeah, I'm him. And he said, the, I was praying and the Lord told me to come down to this liquor store that there was going to be a man come out and you, you're that man and that there was going to be a man come out and that the, there's, you think there's no hope for you. You can't quit. You can't get free. And he said, the Lord told me to tell you two things. Number one, he's still got a plan for your life. And number two, I'm going to lay hands on you and you're going to be free. And he told my nephew that story, and he said, that man laid hands on me in the parking lot of the liquor store in Dalhart, Texas. And he said, I went out under the power of God. All my liquor was spread all over the parking lot. He said, Matthew, I got up from that, from that encounter, and I never took another drink in my life. He said, I got born again and got on the word of God. And Matt said, okay, why's that? He said, that was your grandfather. That was, that was Buddy Steele. That the Lord spoke to and said, go lay hands on him. Here, here's my point. I'm, I'm saying that because I watched that countless times in my life. He would lay hands on people that were hopelessly addicted and get set free. Amen. People would stand in the, in the prayer line and he'd be walking down the prayer line and demons would growl at him and snarl at him and mouth off and he wouldn't yell at them. He'd point his finger at them. And my dad had big hands and he would point his finger at him and say, in the name of Jesus, you come out of them. And every time, every time without fail, they were instantly delivered. But he always told him, now you got to go to church and you got to get full of the word so the devil can't run your life no more. I say all that to say this. This young man stood in front of my father, hopelessly addicted. My dad laid hands on him, and I never heard a scream like what came out of that young man. And he was instantly delivered. Instantly delivered. And, and was delivered for a long time. Never didn't go back for a long time. You know what he did? He quit getting in the Word. He quit coming and fellowshipping with believers. He got, got offended at the word, got offended at the church, and left. And you know what? I saw the scripture come to pass in his life. Seven worse. Saw it. And I've, I've seen that over and over again. Because, because you can get delivered by the laying on of hands, but then you got to get full of the word. Amen. When we were born again, we became new creatures. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Here's what you got to learn. The new creature has to be fed differently than the old man. He eats different food. Amen. Look, look, look at 2 Peter chapter 1. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm helping you tonight. This is so important. Because you can, uh, you can put up all kind of barriers. You, you can put up all kind of, uh, you know, limits on your life. You can, listen, I, I hear a lot today about accountability partners. 
You Listen, you can have, a, I'm not saying you shouldn't have accountability partners, but the Lord said something to me one time. He said this. He said, if the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not enough of an accountability partner, men will never help you. That's just the reality of it. Amen. We've got to get back to something in the church that we care about what God thinks. And, and we've got to teach people that they, when, they, when they see sin as against God, then they're seeing sin right. As long as we just see it as a mistake, a shortcoming, a failure, kind of miss the mark. Not kind of, you blew it. I mean, the target was over here, and you hit something over here. I don't. Right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being legalistic. I'm saying you, you want to know, know why the word doesn't work for some people and why they have a, they have a struggle with it is, is because they, they're, trying, they're trying as a new creature to still live the lie, a carnal life, and that won't ever work. Because the carnal life has no power. And when you try to live carnally as a believer, you deprive the new creature of their power. It cancels it out. Oh, hallelujah. So my point was you can put up all kind of barriers. You, guys and ladies, you can put up barriers on your computer. You can put up barriers on your phone. You can put up barriers on your devices. And, and if you don't stay full of the word of God, if you don't stay full of the, of, of the things of God, you're going, to be, you're going to be tempted with no answer. The problem with being tempted and not being full of the word is that you don't have an answer. Jesus was full of two things when he went into the wilderness. He was full of the word and full of the spirit. Amen. And when the enemy showed up, even in his weakened condition, he ran the enemy off with four verses of scripture. But he knew where they were. He knew how to say it. He knew how to quote it. And Jesus didn't study the word to be a preacher. He didn't preach his first sermon until he was 30 years of age. He wasn't a teenage preacher. You understand? But he had the word of God in him. And people will say, but he was the son of God. Well, who are you? You're a son of God. You're a child of God. Jesus is our model. He's our prototype. And he's showing us, look, guys, if I can run the devil off with the word, that's what you're going to have to run the devil off with. Jesus didn't say in the name of, in, in my name, I have power over you and I have authority over you. He just stood back and quoted the word. Amen. 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 Did do you see this? Whoo, glory. For, for, uh, 2 Peter 1. Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that's called us to glory and virtue. Whereby, whereby, through his divine power are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. By these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The food of the new creation is the word of God. The food of the new creation is the word. The, the, the word of God is how I'm a partaker of the divine nature. The Bible says it was the word. Peter said, you've not been born again of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, even by the living word of God. 
So when did the Holy Spirit come to dwell in you? When the Word of God recreated you. The Word of God recreated you and the Holy Spirit gave you life. Oh, glory. That's why the Word and the Spirit had to work in conjunction to raise Jesus from the dead. Because Jesus was dead, dead. And it was the Word that contained the life to raise Him from the dead. And the Spirit was the conveyor of that life. It's the same way with you. When you got born again, you believed the gospel, and the gospel, the gospel recreated you in the image of God, and the Spirit gave the new creation life. Mm. And now you're walking around a carrier of the nature of God, a carrier of the DNA of God. Amen. Uh, <laughs> you, you have an inheritance that's incorruptible. Oh, glory to God. And you've been qualified to be a partaker of that inheritance by God himself. Oh, hallelujah. The word contains the nature of God. Now get this. As I feed on the word, the word transforms me into itself. I become word of God minded. I become God-inside-minded. Now, Word of God-minded there, it doesn't mean I know a lot of scriptures. Word of God-minded means the Word has changed my thinking. And when I think, I think the Word. And I think the Word's way. Not, not just about moral issues, sin issues. I think the way the Word thinks. Think, think about this. Do you know there's no stupid people, only ignorant people? Ignorance just means without understanding. There's no stupid people, just ignorant people. Amen. So here, here's when you start thinking the Word's way, you start thinking the word and the word's way, then you would never call yourself ignorant. You would never call yourself without knowledge or without wisdom or without understanding. Because the scripture says, I have the spirit of understanding and might and power and wisdom. I've been given wisdom from the giving God. And he gave it to me. And he gave it to me ungrudgingly. And he gave it to me without upbraiding me. Christ Jesus, when I was born again, was made my Savior. But he was also made unto me wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. I have found the word, so I have found wisdom. Why would I ever say, I don't know? Well, I can't understand. I just don't have the wisdom for that. See, I'm, I'm word, I, I start thinking the Word because the Word's transforming me into itself. <sighs> Amen. You know, when, when hands were laid on you and you were healed, that was in accordance with the Word. That was in obedience to the Word. And what did the Word do? It replicated itself in your body. He said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And sure enough, hands were laid on you and you recovered. Why? Because hands were laid on you? No, because they acted on the Word. 
T.L. Lowry said this. He said, the devil instantly responds to any word of God that you will believe. Instantly. Instantly. I want that, don't you? I mean, we already have it. But how many believers do you know? Oh, the devil's fighting, and the devil's fighting, and the devil's fighting. But the Bible says that when you resist him, he flees from you. You got to be word of God inside minded. You got to be word of God minded. What does that mean? When you resisted, he left. And that's how you think and you talk and you see it. Amen. Hallelujah. And he's not running after me. He wants as far away from me as he can get. Amen. I'll tell you a story to illustrate this. I was telling Jim this story this this afternoon. When, When I was growing up, I had a friend from Waycross, Georgia. And his name was uh, Robert Hickok. And Robert was my best friend. And uh, Robert, now, you know, I, I'd been in a few, I, I was in a few scraps when I was growing up, but I never really considered myself a fighter. You know, if you got on me, I'd try to get you off me. But Robert was a fighter. Good, you know, he, he was good. And I'm, we were walking through the alley of Clayton, New Mexico one day, me and, a, and another guy named Billy Allen and Robert and myself. And Billy was kind of older than us, but he was kind of a, a, I don't know, he just, you know, he, he Billy was Billy. And, and in any event, he started popping off to Robert. I don't know what, I forget what it was all about, but here's what I do remember. All of a sudden I heard, bat, 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 bat. He had him whooped. I mean, backed him up against an old shed. And, and, and Billy reached out and tried to grab him. And Robert just dropped down and grabbed him by the, the hips and was ramming his shoulder into him against that shed. Billy's like, oh, that hurts. Robert's like, bap, 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 and just laid him out, laid him down. I mean, it was over before it got started good. I'm, I'm telling you all, say this. Billy wanted away from him as fast as he could go. He, did, he didn't want to say sorry. He, did, he wanted away from him. You, you understand? When you are word of God minded and word of God inside minded, when the enemy starts, that's you. Bap, 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 bap. And he wants away from you just as fast. It, it, it cost him far too much to hang around you. He's not, do you understand? He's not willing to pay the price to stand up under the word assault that you can put on him. Amen. That's why I'm telling you, your situation has to give because it cannot bear up under the weight of the word. Because the word is the hammer that even if it's most stubborn, the word will break it into pieces. Oh, glory. Am I helping you? I think the way the word thinks. I think the word. I think the word's way. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's when you start thinking, I can't lose. Not won't. Can't. Can't. Hallelujah. When, when, I, when, I, when, that, when the unit manager at Blue Cross Blue Shield looked at me and said, well, you know, we can fire you, it just rose up in me. I'd been talking to my wife about it. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. No weapon formed against me will prosper. No weapon. 
You say, what did you do? I looked at her and I said, you can't fire me because you didn't hire me. You didn't give me this job. God gave me this job. Until God's done with me, I will have a job here. Well, what'd she think about that? I don't know what she think. I really didn't care. Because, because the, the, the issue is, the issue is, you got a blatant sinner that's looking at the righteousness of God and saying, I'm going to fire you. You can't fire me. Jesus looked at Pilate and said, you'd have no power over me at all if it wasn't given to you of my Father which is in heaven. This is the reason that I came. I'm dying because this is the reason I came into the earth. Jesus died on the cross because the Word said He was going to die on the cross. The Word had prophesied He, and the Word that, that He needed is what sustained Him and got Him to the cross. The Bible says He could go to the cross because He saw the future. He saw the people that were going to be born again and brought into the kingdom. It was not just Jesus' fortitude. It was the Word of God that was driving Him. And when you get Word of God inside-minded, Nothing can stand in your way. Nothing can block your path. Nothing can overcome you. You are the devil's worst nightmare. Glory to God. Amen. John Osteen used to tell that story. You know about two demons walking down the street in Houston. And he said that, that one was an older demon. One was a younger demon. And the older demon was training the younger demon. And, and, and what to do? And he said, and I heard the conversation. They came up in front of our house one day. And the little demon said, oh, this is a preacher. Let's go in there and really get on him. And the older one grabbed him and said, no, stop. Those are word people. The dog can quote the word. And about a month ago, me and another guy got stuck in there, and they liked to kill us before we got out of there. Now, I, I know that's funny. I know that's humorous. But, but think about that. You want the devil walking by your house and saying, Ooh, hey, praise the Lord. I'm going to holler. I'm out. Right? I don't want anything to do with that house. Because they're word of God-minded. Am I helping you? Yes, sir. Romans 12. Romans 12. And the ha ha ha. That's, that's, why I'm, I'm, that's why I'm telling you. We, we will plant every church the Lord is telling us to plant. We'll plant them in every city that God's telling us to plant them in. We'll go everywhere God's telling us to go. Amen. We will have that beautiful turnkey building that is ours, that we will occupy, that we'll take residence in, and we will be planted there, and we will be moved no more. This is our moving year. God has made us the promise. It's just a matter of time before it comes available, and all we got to do is stay with the Word of God. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 12, verse 1, that's the answer. That's the answer. That's why, that's why we're going to go do meetings in Stuttgart and give them the answer. We're going to go do meetings in Pine Bluff and give them the answer. We're going to go do meetings in Shreveport and give them the answer. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna cover Arkansas with the word of faith. 
We're going to cover Arkansas with the word of faith, north, south, east, and west. And we're going to give it to everybody that wants it. We're going to give everybody the power of the word that wants it. And we're going to see healings and signs and wonders and miracles. And the pastoral anointing on many will begin to grow. And the pastoral anointing on many will begin to function. And it will begin to flow as it never has. And you will see churches raised up. And you'll see families saved. And you'll see lives born again. And many that it did not appear they were qualified will do great and mighty things for God because they adhered to the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. It shall be that way. It shall be that way. It shall be that way. Hallelujah. 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 Just know that. Know that natural circumstances are subject to the word. Natural circumstances are subject to the word. Natural issues are subject to the word. Amen. Glory. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, your rational service or the least that you could do and do not be conformed to this world be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God a couple things to see here I'm, I'm moving quickly here I know if he tells you to not be conformed that means it's possible to not be conformed but I have to do something I have to be transformed you know why you still call yourself sick because you've not transformed your mind. You don't see yourself healed. That's why it's easier to talk about your pain and your stiffness and your soreness and your issues and the problems than it is to talk what the Word says. Well, Pastor, that's hard. I know, but it'll help you. Amen. Amen. I, I, I care. That, that's why I'm telling you. Don't, don't. I, I, where's my Bible school students? I got a few of them in here tonight. Right here and in the back, Elizabeth. And, and, and doesn't it seem like the Lord always takes us over and talks about relationships? You, 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 want, you want to find a man or a woman that looks like the Word. It's not what they look like in the natural. God, God you know. You understand why I'm saying that? I have a responsibility as a pastor. The, the young ladies that come to our church, the young men that come to our church, I'm their spiritual father. I'm, this is a family. I'm, I'm their pastor. I got, I got to tell them, I got to, I, I got to tell them, you, you got to look for somebody that looks like the Word. Amen. If you don't find somebody that looks like the Word, you're going to end up with old plate-banging John. Amen. Silly Sally. And you don't want any of them. You, you want somebody that looks like the Word. You want, you want a man of God that's getting everything he's got from the Word of God. You want a woman that's believing God, that's standing in faith. Listen, people can say what they want about the two of us when we got married. We didn't have nothing, but we have the Word. And I told my wife when we got married, baby, if you just stay with me, there'll come a day when I'll buy you anything you want. I'll take you anywhere you want to go because the Word works. 
Amen. And you know what? We're there. That's what we do. Because the word works. The word works. Amen. You got it. You got a minute. I'm 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 early. Yeah. Hallelujah. I I had a I had a I had a young lady that came to the church one time and and she uh, let me know that she was interested in my youth pastor. Now my youth pastor's here is married. So if you get interested in him, you might end up dead. I don't know. But the the point. <laughs> Anna, Anna is Hispa- Anna is Hispanics. I, I'm just saying. What's that? <laughs> Dump it down the street. You better quit. But she came and let me know. Well, immediately, my spirit just started doing all kind of flip-flops. And she she let me know. She thought they were... In a relationship. You say, what would you do? I went to him, and I said, John, you're grown. You do whatever you want. And I pointed right at her. I said, but that is not for you. You do whatever you want, but that's not for you. Amen. You say, what did he do? He said, you are not for me. Amen. That's a rescue. I, you, that's a rescue. Do you, you understand? You want, you want somebody that looks like the Word. You want somebody that looks like the Word. You want that woman that's shouting and praising God. You want that man that's in church with his Bible, worshiping God and praising God. Now, why, why are we saying this? Because they have the power of the Word. They can face anything that comes, and you can face anything that comes because they've got the power of the Word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So renewing the mind. James tells us the way to renew the mind is through the word. Renewing indicates present continuous action on the mind. And so the continuous renewing of the mind is a major part of the victorious life of the believer. Amen. As the mind is renewed by the word, it's easy to know God's will. Amen. Amen. The more you ingest the word, the more like the word you become. Hallelujah. See, people think, well, you know, I I confess 1 Corinthians 13. So, now, listen. You become like 1 Corinthians 13 because you're feeding on 1 Corinthians 13. The word is replicating itself in your life. And you become patient. And you become kind. And you become unoffendable. And you get to the place where you don't think evil of anybody. Because you're becoming like the Word. Does that make sense? And, and that's what changes the circumstance. Amen. I've had people say, Pastor, I don't know how you forgave them. I don't know if I could have. You eat enough Word, you can. You just, you just got to eat enough Word. You know, you know the interesting thing? When I would talk to my pastor about building a church, and I talk to him frequently, a lot, when I would talk to him about building a church, it never fails, never does it fail, never does it fail that he says two things to me. Walk in love and preach the word. That's it. Walk in love and preach the word. That's it. If you ingest enough of the word, you can do anything. But you got to ingest the word. Not just read it, ingest it. 
Does that make sense? The Word produces more of the Word. Because, listen, the Word is seed, and the seed produces what it is. So the more you ingest the Word, it produces more Word. When you, when you, when you, when you read the Word on love, for instance, and you speak the Word on love, and you declare those Scriptures on love, the Word is growing on the inside of you. And then the next time somebody attempts to get on your bad side, however you want to call it, or frustrate you, you respond out of love because you're full of the Word. Amen. The next time poverty comes knocking, you respond out of abundance because you're full of the Word. The Word will never say you're poor. The Word will never say you're sick. The Word will never say you're defeated. The Word will never tell you to give up. The Word will never tell you to back down, back off, run away. The Word won't do that. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if the Bible could talk, and it can, because it uses your mouth, but if, if, if there was a mouth on this book, and you were to go to the Bible and say, Bible, am I defeated? It would have to lie to say yes. Because the Word sees you as God sees you. Because God put in His Word how He sees you. And the Word sees you how God sees you. And when you get in the Word and you start seeing yourself the Word way, you're seeing yourself God's way. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. The Word is light, and the Word produces light. The Word is life, and the Word produces life. The Word is wisdom, and the Word produces wisdom. The Word is health, and the Word produces health. All of those verses, you know where they're at, right? The, the, the entrance of your Word gives light. Is that right? Psalm 119, verse 30. The entrance of your Word brings life. The Word is life. John 6, 63. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The Word is wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4 tells us that the Word is wisdom. And you find wisdom and you find understanding. Psalm 107 says the Word was sent and healed them. Proverbs says the Word is health to our flesh and strength to our bones. It, it, it produces what it is. Hallelujah. And one last verse. You ready? 2 Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18. I could keep going, but uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And so when you call yourself and you talk about yourself like the word talks. Listen, don't, don't ever forget this. Unregenerated people will never understand you. Don't worry about it. Right? Because, because they, 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 unregenerated people make their decisions based on what they feel, what they're going through, how things look, past experience. 
Hashtag you're it. Amen. P, P, new creatures, word people. We make our decisions based on the word. I asked them the other day, ever what you think of the size or the scope of our ministry, I think it was Sunday, size or the scope of our ministry. How is it that a ministry, the size and the scope of our ministry in a pandemic year makes money and has a better year financially than we ever had? In a pandemic year, we gave all of our staff raises and bonuses. And we'll always give them raises and bonuses. Going to give them the biggest raise ever this year. Amen. Unless I fire Kim. <laughs> Hallelujah. She knows I couldn't fire her. I got to live with my wife. I, I give Kim and Jim a hard time because they, you know. Jim deserves it, and Kim's just fun to pick on. So, <laughs> hallelujah. Glory to God. Where's, see, Pastor Larry left. He don't want to, he don't want, he don't want, he don't want to be a target. <laughs> hallelujah. For, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Let me read this to you from the Amplified Bible. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory are constantly transfigured into his very own image. Is that what it says? We continue to behold in the word the glory of the Lord. And what happens? We are transfigured into his very own image. Oh, glory. So what happens as we stay in and with the word? We're transfigured into the image of Christ. That's why the Word's the single most vital element in the Christian life. It's so important. And you, you behold it in the Word. So let me close with, the, with, with, with these. So when you read a, a very familiar scripture, Philippians 4.13, and you read, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, that's you. You just saw yourself in the mirror. Do you know that you know who you are when you look in the mirror and you've never physically laid hand, laid eyes on yourself? Nobody in here has ever physically laid eyes on yourself. I'm physically laying eyes on you. You're looking at me. When you look in the mirror, you just see an image. That, I, I know that can sound like a definition of terms, but when you look in the mirror, do you believe the image? How do you know that's you? Well, it's me. It's my image. There's me. I'm more than a conqueror. Philip, more than a conqueror. Why? I saw in the image. Well, I don't feel like more than a conqueror. So does that mean that when you saw yourself in the mirror this morning, if you didn't feel like you, you weren't you? Who was that? Who's in your house? Call the police. <laughs> Who's wearing your pajamas? Who's got your bed head? Right? <laughs> Who did I sleep with?
Right? I can do all things through Christ. There I am. And what happens? You start being transformed into that image. Oh, here's one. For as he is in this world, so are we. There's me. I'm just like Jesus. But there are countless believers that would say, oh, brother, I would never say that. That's why they'll never be that. That's why they'll never be that. I said, that's why they'll never be that. I will attain as on this earth. Paul said this. He said, my goal is to know him in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death, so I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. But he said, the first thing he said was, I've got to come to know him, and I've got to come to know him in the power of his resurrection. The more you know the word, the more you know God. The more you know God, the more you'll know you. Because the closer you get to God, you'll see how much, how much like him he has made you. Oh, glory to God. Shall we stand up tonight? I believe God. Did you receive anything out of that tonight? I believe God. Oh, hallelujah.